island in the mountain top. Oh, I love it toys. Wider than expanding space. There's no limits no more. It goes deeper than the ocean floor. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. All right, we're gonna go today. We're gonna wrap up our 10 laws of power. You gonna get through five today? Yeah, we're gonna get through all five. It took us, it took us two episodes to get two five through five, and we're gonna knock five of them out in this one. So uh, with that, you know, I'm Oscar, the host, co-host, Part of the panel of Christ and Culture. To my left, I got Jimmy. To my right, Nicole. And to her right, Jelani. And we got some voices off in the deep. We got Dave from Chicago, Alabama. And we got Pastor Burton. So when you hear those voices, you know, you got names to attach to them. So we're going to start it on off with uh, number six. Number six. You, thou, shall not. Kill or commit murder. Mm. Who won't start that? Let me go ahead and take that one. Go ahead. Hit it, okay. hit it, hit it. So I feel like, depending on the translation, like Oscar said, it's either kill or murder, mm -hmm. right? And that takes us in so many different directions because if we look at the word murder, murder is like an unlawful killing. So this is those premeditated things this doesn't include things like self-defense and then we got to talk about avenge and revenge so is it really i think we have to decide which direction we're going in what translation we're using kill or murder hmm. and that will give us some guidance I mean, so i'm just going to put that it, into the situation that's interesting that's what you i mean i gotta look at we roll with murder we roll with murder yeah murder murder but yeah, so when it comes to thou shall not commit murder, what, like, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, like, you know, don't murder anyone. But like Janine was bringing up, you know, people die. In America, we have laws called uh, manslaughter, which is when you kill someone without the intent in killing them. So how do we, as Christians, as followers, how do we navigate that when we may accidentally do something to kill someone? Is that still breaking that commandment? I, I don't think it's breaking the commandment if it's on accident. And, and I, I say that very lightly, like if I'm driving and a kid or a person runs out in front of my car and there's nothing that I can do about it, I do not believe that we serve the kind of God that would, oh, you disobeyed this commandment because now this person has died and it was, it was completely out of my control or somebody else's control. Mm -hmm. um, I think murder is something that's intentional. Like if I'm going into, mm. and, and that starts with the mindset. Like if I know I'm going into a conversation with somebody that I don't like, um, and then I get so angry and I, flip out and kill them or murder them, that's intentional because I didn't have Not that. Not legally though. You did it in a, like a moment of passion. So it's technically not murder. Uh -huh. But the corkscrew I will throw in here is what about your mouth? 
Oh, I agree. What about your mouth? Our words are powerful. Um, we have to definitely be, and I mean, I can tell you, just Friday, I broke this commandment when it comes to the things we say. I uh, gave a whole group of people a lashing. And I only say that on this, <clears throat> on the podcast because <clears throat> we're giving grace. God is forgiven or is forgiving. And we have to understand that there will be times where, like what they say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And there will be times where you may break one of these commandments. And I guess what I want to say is just don't get down on yourself because, I mean, the past couple of days I have been, I've been apologizing to all women and black women around me because I lost it on Friday. But, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that we uh, serve a forgiving God. But when it comes to that, how do you navigate? One, I would say when you're angry, take a beat. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the people I work with after this situation we had a deep conversation and he was like, when situations like that happen, someone says something, he says he instantly goes to, okay, the what their intent is good. Okay, how am I making this worse? This is the steps that he goes through. And we came to the conclusion that it allows his brain to not rapidly fire, because that's what happens when we get angry, we just shoot off, right? But he said, if you can start thinking that this day, I'll take Dave for example, his intent with what he said was good. What have I done to make this situation worse? So forth and so on, and forces you to take a beat and pause and then move forward. And I will shout him out, thank you, Glenn Moyer, for that. But after that conversation, what came to mind is grace. If we give people grace, because God gives us grace, if we give people grace when we feel like they're attacking us, then we can avoid not only physically murdering someone, but also uh, with our tongue murdering someone. All right, the next one we're gonna talk. Oh, you got something? I just wanna say one last thing before we, um, before we move on to the next one. So I heard Oscar and Nicole talk about intention and then also like not beating yourself up after you do something that you didn't intend to do. And I think when we talk about murder, we have to talk, or killing, we have to talk about God in the sense that he is the creator of life. Mm -hmm. He gives all life, and we have to acknowledge that God does not take pleasure in death, yeah. right? Even in the justified killings in the Bible, he wasn't like, yes, we definitely gotta go out of here, we gonna feel good about it, you know? Yeah. Like, that was never the vibe. Yeah. So I think that if we take that same mindset, like you're saying, what are my intentions, right? Yeah. I don't intend to say something, I don't take pleasure in hurting you with my words, yeah. right? I didn't take pleasure in doing this action that could have in some way led to, to a death, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that we need to take that into account and just remember that this commandment, while it says like, do not do this, the bigger, thing I think is to remember the flip side of it is the life aspect you know I think sometimes when we look at the commandments as a whole we have all this we have a negative connotation associated with them yeah. but the good thing is that God gave us life and he shows us life in everything every yeah. single day all the time and we should take stock and be in that okay I just wanted to end on a nice positive note mm -hmm. forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah so with this that's a, that's a great way to sum that commandment up and bring it all together. But we're gonna kinda tie two 
commandments together in this next one, which will be seven and ten. You shall not commit adultery is seven, and ten is thou shalt not covet. Mm. Uh. So I think we can start. Anybody wants to start off? You choose whether you want to talk about coveting or if you want to talk about adultery. You go. Just take a swing at it. I want to talk about coveting. Oh. I I think I really have struggled with that mm. commandment my almost probably my entire life and I didn't even realize it until I got a little older and I did some like self-reflection. Um, we, especially as people from the diaspora, <laughs> we often um, like we've lived our whole lives trying to have this like Eurocentric uh, life like the house on the hill and and being highly educated and especially as being like Adventist Christians and, and black Adventist Christians or from the diaspora, we really like were raised in a way that's like, you're going to college, you're gonna get a good job, you're gonna do this. And sometimes life does not work that way. And I remember being um, like deciding whether or not I wanted to go to Oakwood and after going to Oakwood, getting all this like praise, but I had went to community college. I had built a beautiful life here in San Diego outside of education. And I was in my community. I was doing a lot of stuff. And um, I remember feeling like, dang, well, maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I need to be more like somebody else. Maybe I need to be more like who everybody wants me to be. And I think that's a sense of coveting as well. It doesn't also have to be, it doesn't always have to be I'm coveting a person. It could be I'm coveting a lifestyle. It could be I'm coveting a relationship. Like oftentimes, and sometimes it's I'm coveting not just a relationship with a person, but a relationship with the most high. I had a friend in my late 20s that, um, or like mid 20s, she like was born again. And it was a beautiful thing to experience and watch. But I was not there. And I remember feeling like, God, I want to be there. But then I also didn't because I wasn't ready. Um, but also feeling like I wanted to be just like her. Like I wanted the way that God was speaking to her, I wanted God to also speak to me. And that's not the way that it's supposed to be. God speaks to us individually, but oftentimes we're looking at like what we think it should be. Um, and that's a, to me, that's a form of coveting like someone well, or something. And you're I right. Have struggled with you're that. definitely right because coveting simply means to yearn for something. Right. To like desperately yearn mm -hmm. for something and I believe the meaning or the purpose behind this one is that we should <clears throat> always yearn to be closer to God and not yearn to be mm -hmm. like man mm -hmm. or like anyone else Absolutely. on this planet so I believe that is why that commandment is here but in pre-show <laughs> Janine and I oh we're talking about why to a certain extent, seven and ten tie into each other. Seven being, thou shalt not commit adultery. A lot of times we get in trouble with adultery because we are coveting that other person. And also, I mean, I grew up outside of the Adventist culture believing that premarital sex was a form of adultery because your body is not your body. So even to a certain degree, masturbation is a form Ooh, of adultery because you're like I say your body is not your body it's God's body it, it, it's his temple and when you 
do things like that, you're committing adultery also against God. Like when you're going against, you are, break that down a little bit more, you are placing <clears throat> your desires, your, in some cases, physical needs, mental needs, emotional needs, above what the Most High God is asking of you. So, go ahead. I want to just play the devil's advocate. So, mm -hmm. I know a lot of Christians that do not feel that way. They feel like, and maybe it's a little, um, like, new age. I have no idea. Because some of these Christians I know, they don't have new age beliefs. But they feel like masturbation is an expression really and getting you close to God instead of, like, um, the latter. Like, knowing, <laughs> absolutely, knowing your body understanding it's just going to help you at the end of the day and then so further that i'm not saying this is my belief or not but what i am asking is what about the women and the men that are single for years upon years upon years like what if hypothetically speaking i'm a single woman and i've been celibate or abstinent because this could be either one for i don't know 15 years and mm -hmm. and i'm frustrated women period when they reach a certain age our body starts to yearn for things naturally like and i can't speak for men but for women it's like right around the time that we um are ovulating like stuff starts happening and i can't i mean i can explain it but that's not what this is for <laughs> but with that said like how am i supposed to believe that God designed all of this and then we live in the society that we live in right now and I cannot release that energy. Hmm. I don't know if I said that correctly, but I hope I explained it in a way that you guys This past it. week's Sabbath school lesson was about discipline. Mm. And <clears throat> I'm sure, I'll speak for myself, I won't speak for you guys. I've fallen victim to it, uh, not having discipline succumbing to the urges of the body but um, at the end of the day this is like the song says nobody ever said the road would be easy but it is something that is being asked of us by our creator to follow then we should follow it thank God like I said earlier for grace because we all sin and fall short Absolutely. but the key to being a follower of Christ is you have to always be turning away from sin. And what is sin when you break the, like, disobey the law? And we'll go, that, maybe one episode we'll go deeper into actually what sin is. But the thing is, when you, <clears throat> you guys, oh, when you become a follower of Christ, you have, Yes, you have to be baptized, but you have to turn away from sin. That doesn't mean like you will, once you announce your commitment and that you follow Christ and that you believe in God and all of that, that doesn't mean you will never sin again. But the thing is you must always, as Paul said, you got to die daily. So you got to be turning, like I tell people, the old version of me is constantly being killed. He was killed this morning. He'll be killed after we leave here. And he may even resurrect and come back on Monday, but we gotta continuously try to just turn away from our wicked ways, in my opinion. But 
Did I ever say what we talked about? About the I think you covered it just okay. now. <laughs> about the we got yeah. it. okay. Yeah. Cool. And then for someone that it's not necessarily like what let's say I'm new to my walk. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that in a way that's like biblically sound? So for example, if I'm saying to somebody, someone's like sharing with me, like, yeah, I do A, B, and C. And I'm like, ooh, the Bible says not to do that. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily that's the way I'm going to say it, but let's yeah. just hypothetically speaking. How do I then refer biblically to the word outside? Because the Ten Commandments doesn't say don't masturbate. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do I then refer back to biblical principle that can explain enough um, for somebody to feel like, oh, okay, I understand what God's trying to say. Because at the end of the day, if I'm coming from a different worldly sense, like, well, this is just a release of energy. Well, How feel, do you... I, I don't know. I feel like the Bible talks about our lustful, our lustful desires, right? And I feel like a lot of things that play into that avenue is all about lust. It's all about your mind. And we talk about, like, coveting and all those things. It's really, like, it's really about a mindset, honestly. Um, because, I mean, yeah, I think it comes from a mindset of in a sense of like coveting, like, hey, like a lot of times we fall into these things because we're not as grateful as we should be to God. And therefore, like now we're like, oh, shoot, like I kind of want that. Like, like, and I can even speak for myself in the sense of like right now, like I want my own place Yeah. now. But like I'm on Instagram and I see all these houses. And I'm like, this is what I want. Or I see other people buying stuff like this is what I want. I'm coveting it. But it's like, but my reality is like, I need to be grateful that right now I'm in a house where my mom's not trying to kick me out. I got food. Like I ain't got, I barely got any bills. Like, but like, yeah, I'm coveting other things. So I think it comes a mindset in terms of that. Um, but in terms of those, you know, that question, like I, I think a lot of that feeds into lustful desires. Right. And when you play into that avenue, the deeper and deeper you get, I feel like then you come subject to committing adultery now with your mindset and with your eyes. Mm. And the Bible talks about, I believe in Matthew, about how like, yeah, you might not commit the act, but like in your mind you did. And that's just as worse as you actually committing. So um, I feel like that avenue is just like a release of energy. Like, yeah, we get it. It's great. But like at the same time, like, what is your mindset? Like, it's, it's a lustful mindset. And God strictly talks about how that is just not a good mindset to, to be in. Absolutely. But we can even, to answer your question, how do you break it down to a new believer or someone that's new to the faith? <clears throat> you can look at it scientifically. Yes, it is the release. It allows your body to feel these different um, endorphins and all of that stuff but we are meant to be paired up right mm-hmm. the more you because more not, more times than not people are using pornographic images to fulfill that desire what you subsequently do is once you actually meet your life partner the person that you're supposed to be with, you get married. Those images, those thoughts, they don't, those memories don't go away. No. So now you are asking your partner or you are looking maybe subconsciously for your partner to fulfill the desires that you gained Mm -hmm. from watching these pornographic images or things that you saw on television or whatever. And you're looking at your partner to fulfill it. And a lot of times they can't because, let's be honest, these are paid 
people Absolutely. to do certain mm-hmm. things that they do. So that's why I, that's where I would start with someone in the faith. Like, do you plan on being single for the rest of your life? If not, then this is what you know you should think about. Like, if I put these images into my mind, they're not just gonna go away. Right. I think the other thing about I think anytime we have an opportunity to present education to someone who's a new believer or wherever they are in their walk, I think it's important that one, we humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. Two, we try to eliminate the idea or burden of shame. Mm -hmm. And then two, you invite the conversation by asking, okay, I hear what you're saying. Do you mind if I share with you some things that I've learned in my spiritual journey about how to approach this conversation? Because I think one of the biggest things Okay, I'll speak for myself. I do not like unsolicited advice. (laughs) I am going to be immediately turned off from receiving whatever it is you have to share with me if you didn't invite me to have this conversation. Because now I'm in a position of feeling attacked. And I want to make sure that... I mean, everything that we're saying here on this podcast, these are things from life experience and none of this is commandment. We're we're using the commandments, but we're also sharing how we've experienced those things. So it's not like you got to follow what we're saying. Because we all have different experiences. So again, I think it's a reminder to acknowledge that you heard the person, try to remove the burden of shame, and then ask them if they're willing to engage in conversation. Because they may not be ready to talk through. They may have just conceptualized the very thing that they're sharing with you. So that's a lot to take in and a lot to take on. So For sure, for sure. Yeah. I think we kind of... Yeah, that's it. Got that. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to Thou Shalt Not. Still, I don't think that was difficult, but I mean, it's very, in my opinion, it's very nuanced because yeah, it does. But even yeah, definitely goes with (laughs) covenant. But I just when I say still, it can come from a place of like I'm having a bad day. That's still your choice. And I see Dave over there is happy. Yeah, he's vegan. He's he's healthy. I eat meat, paws, and you know, I I just want to mess up his day, right? I just want to mess up his day. Let me see if I can steal his joy. Right. So let's say Dave is an, a shoe guy. I see he got on some nice kicks. What am I gonna do? Step on his shoes. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Or wow. give him a negative comment. That's why I say it's very nuanced in the aspect of you, thou shalt not steal. We hear this and we think like, oh, Jelani got that nice Apple Watch. I'm going to take take it. it. (laughs) Nah, stealing is very nuanced. Like, you can steal the opportunity for somebody to show God in them. You can steal it. Like, that's why when it comes to that, that's what I think of. Like, thou shalt not Steal and I've said this before on previous episodes. To me, commandment eight is more ego based oh, than sure. anything. For sure, we try to steal God's glory all the time. All the time. Come, Come on. on, all the time. Like, right. I did not like myself up this morning. You better. And I could even speak on a sermon Pastor Burton gave a while back about. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't Pastor Burton. It was a visiting pastor where they said they talked about like not allowing people to see how God has moved in your life mm-hmm. because you're not telling them, oh, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Like I was sick, so you know exactly when those people came to his 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 palace, he showed them a room full of gold. <laughs> like what? That ain't what saved you, brother. So like that still is very nuanced in this commandment in the aspect. Like I said, if you don't know that I'm going through something, like I shared with you guys that I fell short Friday. Had you not known that and you just see a certain change, like, well, you know, he just changed. That's just, but now that you know what happened, you can say, oh, God is moving in this yeah. guy, in his personality. He's changing the way Oscar looks at things. He's giving Oscar the ability to take a beat and realize it's not a personal attack. Yeah. So, I like, that's where I come from when I think of thou shalt not steal. Good, Oscar. <laughs> Lately, even having somebody in church and be like, "That's good." When they talk back to the I'm like, "Yes, it is. That is. <laughs> let it sizzle. Let it sizzle a little bit. Sizzle like a spirit. <laughs> Y'all want to add anything, Dave? I know you. You're very in- intelligent, and I know it's gonna be something. What are museums? What a museum? What? Oh, wow. You're gonna go there? <laughs> wow. I, I could have said a lot of things, but you asked me something. <laughs> Tourist day, what are museums? Legal theft. I went all the way to Egypt and museum in Egypt, and it says, <laughs> I always tell the story, and literally they have a plaque that says, Number This three. is a replica of the natural mm. whatever it is that's on mm. exhibit. At the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. Okay. And I was like, I went all the way across the world now, to find out that they had the original things. And here's what I got. Here's what I got now for you, Dave. Because in my opinion, this is what I believe. The word is not meant for the non-believer. So the person that created this museum, were they? A, do they consider themselves a follower of God? I disagree. Yeah. I think the word was created for everyone. And All right. If you reject it, um, that's on you. It's <laughs> that simple to me. Yeah. Like, uh, just because the top three nations in the world, France, London, the UK, and America, mm-hmm. uh, most, some of the most wealthiest have some of the largest thefts, doesn't mean that they're resolved. No, no, no. They, no, no, no. they will be judged based off of the Bible in the last days. So to me, it's like it applies to everyone, yeah. even if they don't agree with it. So, you know, um, I think that they might not know better and they might not be uh, maybe held accountable in the same way. Mm-hmm. Depending, like maybe the people who run these facilities today think, okay, this is okay. Yeah. But they might not understand why it's wrong. That's it, might, it might not be held against them, but the people who stole it, they got they to they 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 stand in front of that one, huh? It's like, they knew they knew yeah. People know when to steal and not to steal. Yeah, that's true. I also want to I want to talk about like the prison prison industrial complex like that's mm-hmm. a, a form of theft as well yes. like they're taking people's spirits you're taking their lives and I get like some people probably yes. used to be in jail um, but also the system is rigged and if you have anything to do with like uh, funding the prison system if you have anything to do with um, making the laws that contribute to the prisons you guys are stealing, period, point blank. And I think also it goes to like where we are in society. The fact that um, even in buying homes, um, there is a 
discriminatory and racist connotation to like uh, real estate and how that goes. I think those people should be held accountable for stealing because they're stealing from everyone if we don't have the right amount of money, which that goes back to like the systemic, systemically what's going on in our communities. And so it really, really ranges, um, but it doesn't, it, it hits just as deep. I wonder who the prison did. I know about, like I'm fully ready and I have a brother who was in prison and I understand it. But to a certain degree, like I'm not justifying the people that are in prison and they're forced to do labor for probably 90% less than what somebody on the outside of the free world would be paid to do it. That, I agree, that is still it. But at the same time, you have, like, I understand these laws, specifically, a lot of these laws in America do not benefit melanated people. And I say melanated because it's just not black, it's just not Hispanic or Latin, it's all melanated people. It does not, they do not benefit us in any way. But the law is the law. So if it's written in, the, in whatever law book that we, let's see, uh, you can't, if it's, you can't be driving 126 miles an hour on uh, the 101, you can't be doing that and you get caught driving 126 miles an hour, you knew that going into it. So you have, I, like I say, every action has a consequence. Mm -hmm. And your actions, whether you agree with the law or the rule or not, it was there. You knew it was a rule and you decided to break it. That doesn't make it right that they pay these people a dollar and ten cent to do something that they would have to pay someone on the outside $22 to do. But I just, I want to just think like, you, if you're in that situation, to a certain degree, because we have a ton of wrongful convictions. Right. But when you know you did the crime, I'm sorry. You put yourself I don't think in it's that part, and Nicole, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's the people who break laws should not be punished. I don't think that yeah. anyone disagrees with that statement that's on this panel or in the room. I think the point is when the system abuses the fact that you broke a law and you have to pay for it in the system. When she was talking about taking life, there are some crimes that do not deserve the length of sentence oh, that right. they have. Exactly. And that is indeed theft of life. It is. You are not Absolutely. giving that person a chance to be able to practice whatever mm -hmm. time you spent rehabilitating them. No, no nobody get rehabilitated. Stole yeah. them again. And yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. using the government's words. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead, you can't yeah. vote, you can't um, then be in certain positions, you can't have certain jobs, you have to register everywhere, so it's you're still losing income, you're still losing opportunities, and it's still going to follow you throughout life. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm specifically think of the, thinking of this young lady that's um, this basketball player, oh. and what's going on with her, and I, I've been seeing this, this post all around Instagram that names another player, is she another player, some other woman, but she happens to be, you know, Caucasian and she got a couple months and was let go 
it's it's moments like that and you know as we're like christ and culture culturally speaking let's just let's just call britney griner's situation what it is it's a political ploy because of the russia ukraine conflict absolutely that's all that is because had that situation not been going on we would have never heard of but britney griner it's, it's that and it's it i'm is. telling you it's not, not. it is we can't negate that part woman. at all no what i'm no. telling you no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Brittany Griner is one of the most popular WNBA stars. One of the worldwide. She also plays ball in Russia. So those people in Russia know her. They know she's American. We got this conflict with Ukraine. America's thinking about helping or trying to help Ukraine under the table. We Now they probably have been known she's had cannabis oil and stuff in Russia. I'm sure of it, almost 100% sure they, they have been known that she was doing this. But it's not coincidence that while this conflict is going on is that she gets caught at the airport with it. Because they could have called her at home or anything. It's Wait. Russia. It's not, that, that is not a democratic country. They do what they want when they want. I'm saying, yes, she's a black woman. But she's a basketball player in Russia as well as a WNBA star. She's probably a star in Russia. She was the perfect tool to get things done on the Russian agenda. I don't necessarily think Russia was like, I'm going to get this black woman. I think the delay maybe on the American side may have been, she's just, you know, another black woman. That may have been the delay in getting things in conversation with Russia to get her back. But I don't think Russia was like, oh, let's get this black woman. Well, no. that's the thing, people don't, regardless of your political preference or whatever it may be, people don't use their eyes and stop seeing black people. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, yes, it may have been a political ploy and all that, I'm not negating that either, but every time they look at her, they see black women, they see that first, Mm -hmm. they see that first, so to try and remove it from any part of the conversation on the Russian-Ukrainian side or on the American side, I think it just can't happen. I just don't think that... Her her skin tone played the most significant. No, okay, that's a question that's of nuance and that's all I'm saying. And but. when I was listening to Nicole talk, if I felt, and I'm sure a listener will feel that she was saying this happened because she was black with hash oil or whatever it was in Russia, and that I don't think that that's the case. That's all. That's the reason I went into that uh, diatribe. I love this podcast. It's Absolutely. So many different directions. <laughs> I know, right? We get to swirl it all the time. I, I don't, you're right. So it may not be because she's a black woman, but I absolutely think that, like Janine said, her blackness came into play and the United States dogged her out because I think she's black, period, point blank. Not Russia, no, no. but the United States. But I tell you this had it been LeBron James. They would have got LeBron out in a heartbeat. Yeah, but that also goes back to this, like... And I'm just, and right now I'm just being devil advocate because... Because she just doesn't love black women. It's that part. But also, that's that. There's a few nuances in in it with with Brittany Griner. And there's... She's a black woman. And she's a black lesbian. But she still does not... No, 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 no. You're not understanding me. What I'm saying is... Okay. Okay. So what I've learned recently is even within the 
and this speaks to what you were saying, even in with, within the LGBTQIA community, your blackness isn't removed in that. So there's a certain level of white supremacy even, even yeah, in a group of people absolutely. that is being discriminated right. against. Right. So right. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. So like there are a bunch of nuances yeah. and we could talk forever about it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to move on to yeah, absolutely. Okay. our last one for this episode. <laughs> I'm proud of it. I'm proud of us too. Let's just take a get it in. Not the snaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. What does that even mean? What is false witness, Janine? Wait, first of all, you shot the, la- with the laptop no, 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 with the definition. No, what is it? Like, Jelani what? been pulled up no, you're right, Jelani. What's, 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 what's false witness, man? What's false witness? I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready. I need, I need right, false witness to me is stop lying on folk. Mm-hmm. Gossip. Okay. Stop gossip. Gossip. But isn't gossip to me like is, to me gossip is a form of lying? I mean, because it says false witness. Yes, yeah, yeah, some gossip, gossip is true. Yeah. 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 So I'm a bit but, but is that bearing false witness? I think it is. Go ahead, Nicole. You can tell us. So my favorite game to play with the kids is telephone. Telephone. Like, you can say I'm wearing black and brown, and by the time it's done. She got a green in person. And she went to the movies. Like, it's <laughs> she went to the movies. And so I don't think sometimes, I mean, we're all guilty of it. I'm, I'm probably just as yeah. guilty, and I hate to say that out loud. But, you know, <laughs> I like news. And culturally speaking, What's the news? Like there, there, there's a, a saying Habarigani, and that literally means like, what's the news? Like mm. this is within our spirit to be like, let me tell you about Auntie So and So, and it's not the best thing that's within our spirit, but it's something within us that we have to be mindful of. Um, and yeah, it, it's difficult because I think every day, like you said, I choose every day to be to to like come with a, a different spirit and ask God to come in and like like be with you and change you and all the good stuff i think that's the same thing with bearing false witness we have to kind of especially i can't say especially black women but you know all women probably gossip (laughs) because i mean in general i mean i feel like it's just a hard it's it's just like a hard thing because it's so enticing like (laughs) you know but it's like doing or partaking in it there's a lot of consequences that come to it, you know, in terms of like negativity, because when you're gossiping, like eventually somehow, like most of the time it's not going to turn positive, like it's going to be in a negative light. And then to a certain extent, you're stealing away someone's viewpoint of someone else that they had no intention on viewing them. And then like now they can't get that out of that person because now what they're thinking about this person did that. Yeah. And it's not that they treat them different, but like their viewpoint of them now is tainted and you took that away. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of different aspects that come from it. But the main thing is like gossiping, all that stuff, bearing false witness, like it's not helping anybody like at all. And we know like if God had a problem, if we're supposed to be like, be like Christ, if God had a problem, God would just say it to the person at the end of the day like it wouldn't be just like let me go talk to all my disciples I'm yeah. gonna go talk about I'm gonna go talk about the, about the people and then I'm gonna go uh, act like you know I just didn't finish, finish talking about them five minutes ago can I just tag on to that real quick I love that okay one 
the reason gossiping I think is bearing false witness is exactly what both of you said. Most of the time we embellish and that's just the art of storytelling in general, which goes back to the beginning of time. Literally the Bible before it was written down was spoken and everybody had to add a little some, some on the end. And then the other part just being like when Jelani's talking about like the whole math principle of like coming to your brother if you have uh, whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then I think that that is just a reminder. I feel like this happens to me so many times. I have siblings and people are curious about my siblings. They want to know what's going on with them. They want to know where they're at, what's happening in their lives. And I always try to encourage them. The best person to ask about Mm -hmm. my sister is my sister. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think part of that is we don't practice good communication in general yeah. and that's why god had to make this like if we start practicing honestly communicating with him which he asks us to do all the time by confessing our sins right yeah so it's just i think all of these commandments are instead of being like you shouldn't do this like we talked about earlier yeah. it's all about focusing your perspective what should i be doing yeah not about what shouldn't i be doing yeah. i should be speaking honestly and openly yeah. with everyone i engage with yeah well, and it starts with my not necessarily devotion, but my communication with the Well, even with the um, communicating, though, like, like, God was really about relationships, so, like, imagine if we did that, you know, if we communicate better with other people, it's not saying that in a perfect world, like, we're just gonna love, like, that person to the fullest. Like, that's not what that means, but there is that respect that you do have for that person, and then they know, like, hey, we could talk about this, and we could do it as adults once the two parties can get to that point because it's not it could be one-sided depending on it but um you know i I think like the the biggest thing is like god is pushing us to better relationships with people like imagine church boards and a lot of stuff like being 10 times like getting stuff accomplished if people weren't talking behind each other and they just said what they need to say in the moment now in this case, it's not saying that you do this and, like, you do it right off the top of your head. Like, it came to your head. Like, now I got to go talk about this person. No, like, take take your moment to, like, be thoughtful. Be thoughtful first. But, you know, it, it just plays a role. I just think better relationships will happen if this was the case. A lot of the beef that you've been having for years would not even be a thing if you just would have communicated in the first place, you know? I think it also, I just want to add that when I hear this commandment, I also think of um, thou shalt love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. When you love your neighbor, you're less likely to talk mess about them or gossip about them or speak about them in a way that's not honoring God. Um, And when you love yourself, you try to be intentional about your thoughts and the way that you react to people. Yes. Oh, you're just, okay, just kidding. Um, And so... I think we got to kind of, you know, keep that in mind. Um, the more and more I know what God wants from me as far as the loving my neighbor and myself, the more and more I'm just respectful and loving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to, did you have something there? Go ahead. You guys are referencing a lot about not lying to people about people. Yeah. But I think you have to address lying to protect yourself. Yeah. Period. Because that's what I got into the habit of doing yeah. most of the time. Um, so it's like you have to ask yourself, what it, uh, to you guys, what are some things you lie about yeah. that you really shouldn't lie about yeah. to protect yourself? Yeah. For instance, someone asks you, how are you doing today? 
You know, they say, when you say you're fine, that's really, you know, not yeah. really a lie. But it is a lie. You're just, you're not being honest. Yeah. And you have millions of reasons to not want to be honest to that person. Because one, you don't want them in your business. Two, you know, they're being nosy and probably use it against you or gossip. Or three, well, I'm not sure what, I can't think of a third reason, but just to be that's honest, not. just to be real, it's like you come up with a lot of reasons to lie. Not my reply is always, I'm making it. And that's not a lie, right? That's but it's, I'm just saying, like, you got to think about why saying I'm okay is probably, it's not being real. Yeah. You can just say, you know, I've been worse. But you know, I thank God for every day. Yeah. You can give roundabout answers That's true. and whatnot, but you can always just think that you don't have to lie about anything, really. Yeah. You can just tell someone straight up, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. And you have to be fine. I think we have to learn to be fine with hurting other people's feelings about not telling them yeah. how you're going to feel. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I and agree. Too nice. I've always been too nice to people about oh. how I feel about some things. So, I'm right like, really really want to answer that question. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But um, we're probably running a little tight on time. So, just to some, you shall not bear false witness. You guys talked about gossip. You talked about lying to protect yourself. I will sum it up with. We also got to be mindful of telling the truth with a certain tone. Mm, okay. Because that is also bearing false witness. I'll use my scenario is, hey, uh, Alvana did this boom, 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 and somebody asked me about it, and I say with a tone, yeah, Alvana did do this. What's that going to put in their mind? If I keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, what's going to happen is people are going to be like, well, he the said question, it that way. Did he? Did really do it? So, like, like a, a ton of these commandments, in my opinion, all of these commandments, it's really nuanced. And the purpose of this is to just kind of give you a different aspect on how to look and how to, how to look at these commandments and how to follow them as appropriately as you can. And with that, that's all we got. So, <laughs> my, hey, we're going to get up out of here. We'll see you guys the next episode. And, Janine, you want to? Oh, I'm out. And drop your... Oh, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. I'm, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Link right. will be in the description box below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I'm Oscar. I'm Nicole. <laughs> Jelani. Alvana. Dave. And we out. <laughs>